they're all in me. But um, but um, but um, baby. <laughs> Mars, as soon as they meet the honeys. I, for real, for real, thought you said they're all in bees. <laughs> they're all in bees. I'm every honey, they're all in bees. Do the intro. Okay. <laughs> Hi everyone, my name is Brandon Patrick, that's Sophie Green, and you're listening to the Superlit Podcast. Intro music! Oh, I wasn't expecting that tone. I don't know what happened. I just got <laughs> possessed. 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 I, I imagine that's what Mimi's voice sounds like. <laughs> Podcast is a bi-weekly podcast pertaining to books about the LGBTQIA community. Hello, Sophie. Hi. It's raining. It's raining. But this week, we're talking about The Honeys by Ryan LaSala. The Honeys came out like two months ago, I want to say. A month ago. Did it? I think so. We had the book really like a year. We <laughs> were graciously sent this book. I got mine before Ryan got his. <laughs> And that's exactly how I would die <laughs> uh, in this in this universe. I got mine before Ryan got his. You you got you got got before Ryan got got. Yes, yeah. I actually I messaged Ryan last night because I was one of the like quotes in the book. I like sent him a message and I just said bitch. But I said how? Let, let me read it. It was like how how do you think you would die in this universe? Like, do you think you would make it to this point? I said, I'm curious how fast I'd die or be turn, turned into blank for being nosy. I feel like you'd craft your way out of this. And he goes, they wouldn't even turn me into blank. I would just, it would just be a straight beheading. <laughs> it would be Upon, a gay beheading, it, first of all. Um, on sight. On, yeah, if the honey saw Ryan LaSalle, it would be on site. It would be truly on site. Ryan in their beekeeping suit, the honeys in their honey outfits, their, their, their Aspen uniforms. And I think, I truly think I would have died instantly upon impact. Upon impact? <laughs> I would touch the grass, a, a blade of grass at Aspen and implode. <laughs> anyway, um, BS, I, We'll read um, the back of the book. Um, we were gifted this book a little bit ago, um, and I'm we held off on it because we wanted to read it during Spooky Month. Uh huh. And um, this came out in May, I believe. May. <clears throat> I think that's when it was originally supposed to come out because that's what the side of the book says. But okay. I think it got published later. Mars has always been the lesser twin, the shadow to his sister, Caroline's radiance. But when Caroline dies under horrific circumstances, Mars is propelled to learn all that he can about his once inseparable sister, who grown tragically distant. Mars's gender fluidity means he's often excluded from traditions and expectations of his politically connected family, including attendance at the prestigious Aspen Conservatory Summer Academy, where his sister poured so much of her time, 
But with his grief still fresh, he insists on attending in her place. What Mars finds is a bucolic fairy tale. Folksy charm and rigid gender roles combined with toxic predatory, uh, preparatory, with a preparatory rigor into a pristine, sun-drenched package. Mars seeks out his sister's old friends, a group of girls dubbed the Honeys, named for the beehives they maintain behind their cabin. They are beautiful and terrifying, and Mars is certain they're connected to Caroline's death. But the longer he stays at Aspen, the more the sweet mountain's breezes give way to hints of decay. Mars's memories begin to falter, bleached beneath the relentless summer sun. Something is hunting him in broad daylight, toying with his mind. If Mars can't find it soon, it will eat him alive. Girl, this book. Yeah. Would you like to start with anything? I would like to start with the quote about um, Mars not feeling well at summer camp, and it's probably because of the heat. Oh, wait, Uh no. Maybe it's the Applebee's. (laughs) I made a video of that on Twitter. Of me reading that quote. Yeah. <clears throat> it's like, oh, I, maybe it's like the grief that's doing this to me. You know, it could be the heat, like the relentless sun. Or maybe it's the Applebee's I had before coming. That's It's always the it's pro always, tip. It's, it's always, always the, the Applebee's. Applebee's. Yeah. Um, and I'm curious if Ryan picked that restaurant specifically because the word bees were, was in it. Oh, I hope not because it's always the Applebee's. I think it's always the Applebee's, period. Um... The dedication page to the girls who took me in when the boys kicked me out. I remember reading that the first time and being emotional because I think a lot of queer people can relate to that. Um, There was always the girl in the Cookie Monster pajamas that, for some reason in gym class... You could not fuck with her. She was ride or die. She she was was a queer ally. She was a queer ally. Mm -hmm. She was always... She always had your back. Yep. Yeah, no. You don't fuck with the girl with the cookie monster pajama pants. No, you don't. And I think I, I've said this to Ryan that um that dedication page really I think like sung to me in a way because yeah. it, it really was my experience. Um most of the friends I had in high school and in my adult life were women. Mm-hmm. So um I re- I remember reading that. Well, I think he posted it online first, and I got emotional because I thought about it. And I was like, "Yeah, you're right." But the the version of the book that I have, there is um, like a little dear reader in the beginning of it. Okay. Um, and this one is from Ryan himself, and it's uh, fear takes many forms. You're holding mine. Like Mars and the Honeys, when something scares me, I must learn about it. I learned about a lot of things writing this book. Bees, of course, and their keepers. Death, of course, and its varying results. And oddly enough, theoretical physics. I will never... (laughs) Leave it to Ryan. I will never forgive this book for making me read about math. And liking it, that's the scariest of all. Ryan, weren't you with, like, a, a... Like... A physicist? A physicist? Yeah. Didn't you work at NASA? Yeah, like, don't you have to math all the time? You gotta count all the pages in your books you're writing. Yeah. Um, As I write you this letter, another fear has found me. My first two books have shown up on a list concocted by a Texas lawmaker to be investigated for their potentially discomforting themes around queerness, equity, and justice. I have two things to say to this man. Both of my books? Lovely to meet a fan. Two. Make sure to add this one, too. The Honeys is everything a person like this fears. It's the story of a queer kid discovering a beautifully concealed horror that looks just like the good old American values. 
It's also the story of a queer kid doing something about it. Like my first two books, we have a queer teen with agency, power, shameless, surety, and their own validity. And that, I imagine, is terrifying to people like this. You depend on queer teens never knowing about my about any of that stuff. This man fears me in my art, and I wish, just like Mars, his reaction to fear uh, his reaction to fear was to learn. As an author, I do think of my work as edifying. I want the honeys to shock and scare you. But after the buzzing fades, there is much to learn in these pages. I should know, writing this book was, at its core, an inward act of illumination for myself. The truth is, I didn't want to write the honeys. I had to. I had to find a way to pin my fears down and study them. Like Mars, I lost my own sister very tragically. Grief reveals the horrors of everyday life, and it makes the normal monstrous. And fear often relies upon the dark, what prowls there unseen. What truly scares me now are the monsters we see all the time, so often that we simply accept them as normal. Those good old values I mentioned. So I wrote about a bright, charming scum- scummer camp. Charming summer camp. Scummer camp. Scummer where camp. The scum goes. The scum. I mean, <laughs> well, so I wrote about a bright, charming summer camp steeped in a malicious, old school norm. And I dropped a character into it who would comp- mm-hmm. and I dropped a character into it who would confront that danger, a queer team, sharp with grief, with nothing left to lose. Mars is unlike any final girl or boy you've ever encountered. Mars will inspire many to be many to re-understand themselves as the main character material and to fight against their own everyday horrors that lurk in broad daylight. I hope you love the honeys and I'm so grateful for your readership and your support. Um the 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 part where he goes, both of my books, lovely to meet a fan. Yeah. I need Ryan to stop. No, keep Ryan, going. <laughs> Ryan? We have to talk. Um but no I I I reading I read that and then I was like, oh I can't wait to read the rest of this book and then, uh-huh. you know, the the dedication page. Um and uh also, this book is so pretty. I liked that I realized, I think at chapter three, mm-hmm. the chapter titles start getting, like, drippy. So they oh. start doing the same thing that the cover does. Oh. So, like, if you look here, I'll pull up a chapter. If you, if anyone has a physical copy of the book, I would pay attention to this because it's really cool. Look at chapter 14. Super warped. Oh, that's fun. So I didn't starts, notice that. Yeah, it starts doing the thing that the cover does, which, I mean, is beautiful. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's funny. This book doesn't look scary. Like, when you first look at this book, it doesn't look scary. Mm-hmm. And then reading it, I'm like, I think this is probably the most terrifying thing I've ever read. <laughs> um, I think because his last two books, I mean, Reverie had some scenes in it that were, like, I don't want to say gruesome, but, like, there was... There were some scenes that were hard to read in that. Yeah. Um, mostly they because of what's like happening to the kids. Yeah, no, no, it's not like graphic body horror. No. Well, yeah. Um, and then Bedazzled, there, there's nothing horrifying about that. Well. <laughs> and then. Going to anime conventions pretty scary. Well, yeah. Especially if you're not um, a, me in my eyes, uh, you're showing a cosplay to other people. <laughs> oh, yeah. no. Um. But I think I really liked Mars, and right at the beginning, off the bat, like the the I guess this is a spoiler. The beginning, the first chapter is about Caroline's death, right? Um, that was fucked. 
That was fucked up, and it reminded me a lot about... Um, Locking me- your windows at night? No. Oh, okay. It reminded me of the first episode of Hill House. Oh, I have to watch the Hill House again then. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, and yeah. the first episode, like, well, because it starts with just kind of, like, vaguely... Well, actually, no, is it the first episode? I think it's, like, the first episode where you get, like, a hint of what happened mm-hmm. but the yeah maybe it's not the first episode I lied it reminded me of the scene in Hill House where you mm-hmm. get like the full story of like what happened to the mom Oh, and she's like chasing them down the hall and stuff that mm-hmm. energy yeah very very good very good scare yeah tr- again I-, I think that if Ryan is it Ryan Flanagan? Mike Flanagan. Mike Flanagan. I think if Mike Flanagan got his his hands on this, <laughs> it would be fucked up. Yo, there would be so many jump scares. Truly, I mean, this. I think this book had a lot of jump scares in it. Um. In terms of like, I wasn't expecting yeah. the thing to happen. Um, but <clears throat> so Caroline dies in the first chapter, and it's yeah. fucking traumatic. It's bad. I was reading that at work, no. and I was like, oh. No. I brought this with me to work. Oops. Um, and we have a lot of railings at work. I will say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my coworkers are always like, please stop hanging over them. I'm like, I'm fine. I'm looking down. I'm holding on by my toes. What's yeah, I'm holding on by my pinkies. Um, I understand what the problem is. I also liked how, like, when we first meet the honeys at Caroline's Celebration of Life. Yeah. Um how surreal that like moment is yeah and i thought it was just because of like mars's grief is like warping his reality of like what's going on yeah and then as you start like reading the book more you're like wait was any of that like a warped reality or was it actually happening yes it was both i mean well yeah to to mars it was both yeah um but i i i truly think that having that, like, you read what happens to her. Uh-huh. And then, like, the ne- like the next two chapters is about, like, what goes on afterwards. And then I think maybe chapter four is when we get dropped off at Aspen. Okay, yeah. That um, sounds right. On, I'm not kidding. Mars is so, is so kick-ass. The strongest person ever. <laughs> I want to be them. Yeah. <clears throat> I think I said that to you. Probably. Yeah, no, you definitely did. I forget how funny Ryan is because Mars is really funny. The way that he just you talks to You forget how funny Ryan is? Well, like, Ryan is... Ryan, in, are you in, in, <laughs> Ryan is intrinsically funny. Yeah. And then I read his writing and I'm like, I want to fucking scream. Yeah. Because it's... it's This book is incredibly funny, but also incredibly horrifying. <laughs> Which I think... <laughs> And that is camp. And that's camp. And that's camp. Um, Because what's more horrifying than summer camp? Yeah. Honestly. Well? Was there anything you wanted to add? I've just been screaming for the past 20 minutes. No. (laughs) Did you read the book? Did you do the audiobook or the... No, I didn't. I almost caved into the audiobooks. I think the audiobook might be scarier. I think I would be upset if I decided to listen to the audiobook. I'm glad that I decided to read it. Yeah. There was a couple of moments where I went, I'm going to put this down for a couple minutes. <laughs> Oops. Oops. All terrifying. Oops. One fear. Yeah. I don't like it. Bees? You know I'm afraid of bees. I love bees. I'm upset that I don't that I'm scared of them now. You should be. They're so cute and fuzzy. They're they trying are. to pollinate the earth. I mean, yeah. 
We're just vibing. I will say that I, as a person who's been stung by multiple bees at once, um, the description of like, do you really think that you're worth them killing themselves over? Like when I think someone was talking about like being afraid of being near the bees, like, aren't aren't they going to sting you? It's like, do you really think that you're worth it? Yeah. I was like, oh, that's like a good way to think of it. Cause then you'll probably be more calm around them if you see them again. Which means you won't be nervous near a bee. Yeah. Which I think also sets them off. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, probably. Because I think that the lady on TikTok who does, like, the bee scooping... Yeah. She seems fucking calm. Bees, as far as I know, are mad chill. And they usually don't bother you unless you, like, really fuck their shit up. Yeah. Um, or, like... Or accidentally step into a nest. Well, that fucks their shit up. Yeah. Fuck their home. Yeah. I didn't mean to. Well, I was I'm just, walking. I'm just saying that that is, you know. Yeah. Just because it wasn't purposeful doesn't mean it didn't have impact. That's true. But, like, yeah, no, if you just, like, kind of vibe, I think they're pretty chill usually. Um, unless they're, like, being controlled by a hive mind, an evil hive mind or something. Ah. Uh, um. Evil queen, yeah. Yeah, that might happen. I think the other thing that was very interesting was how the honeys behaved and how they're like viewed by the other like campers yeah all the other campers uh-huh look at them and say they're either a bunch of sluts they're uh-huh. bitches or like other things yeah and it's just like i always i always say that people th- they like look at i have grown men who look at me and go oh a person who i identify as a man uh-huh. i can say to him the things that i think about women yeah and I usually don't respond well to it. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, you looked at me and thought, oh, this is another man. I can say, oh, look at that girl's tits. Yeah. And all the boys and the... all the time. Well, I yeah. go up to guys and go, yo, look at that guy's cock. Yo, look at that guy's dick. And no, that's the thing, though. That's like, oh, that's like a huge thing with, like, um, like trans men. Like, I feel like I know so many trans men. They're like, I knew that I was pasty today because a man looked at me and he made a misogynistic comment about someone <laughs> else. And it's kind of like it was upsetting, but also I'm so excited that I'm they upset, thought I was a I'm man. Thrilled. They thought I was one of them. Yeah. Um. No, that's real. That's legit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I th- I think that was. I'm glad that it was included in the book because that that's how guys are. So like the yeah. the the summer camp guys being like, "Oh, you know, Mars, you've been hanging out with the honeys now. Like what do they want? Like what can I give them?" Yeah. And <laughs> Mars just fucking ripping these people to shreds. Mars ripping the adults to shreds. Yeah. Mars ripping the other teenage boys to shreds. Mars just, just wants to be left alone and I agree. Mars is a hornet. <laughs> You need to leave Mars alone. Oh. That's literally it. Mars is a hornet. You need to leave Mars alone or you're you're going to regret it. They'll sting you and also won't die afterwards. Yes. <laughs> They'll sting you and go, guess what, bitch? I've got enough for more. Let's fucking yeah. go. Um, the, the, like, absolute decimating reads that Mars, like, places upon the other, like, campers. Uh-huh. I would I would have ripped my own wig off. Yeah. If I had heard that happen. Yeah. To anyone around me, I will say. Um, but to get to the the story of like what's going on there, Mars goes to the Aspen Conservatory summer camp. Right. Because he's convinced upon like what happened with Caroline that 
something must have happened there and that like she was not this person right so there has to be a reason that this happened and he blames the summer camp and then I believe he meets the honeys at the funeral right and he's like oh it has to be them yeah um, because they were her best friends. Right. And she was acting so erratically, like, there has to have been something going on. Because right. she was also scared before she went back to camp. Right. Um, I... Did you see, like, the threads of the story where it was going before it happened? Um... Because I feel like I was just tied to a, the back of a truck and just, like, like... You just got ripped? Yeah. I feel like I... I'm trying to remember, because I feel like it was, like... So, okay, so there's, like, a moment, like, mm. later, like, the, like, the jump scare, that, yeah. that, like, the really gross part, that I was, like, I have to put this book down and, like, stare at the ceiling for ten minutes. Can I pause you and ask you which one it was? Hey there, editing Brendan here. I have to cut this bit of the episode out, because Sophie gives away a spoiler, but I had to know what she was thinking. So, if you want to know what we're about to talk about, pick up the honeys, and you'll probably know exactly what scene we're talking about. Thanks. Just, I wanted to throw out those. He deserved it. Um, sure. Um, okay, so, like, that point, I was like, oh, okay, so, like, when that thing happened, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, so we're not just dealing with, like, because for for a while, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this is some, like, pretty little liar shit. This is just, like, some, like, murderous teens. It it did feel, maybe that's why I liked it so much, it did feel very much like something that I would fucking love. Yeah, no, obsessed. The whole time I was reading, I was like, Brendan's probably losing his mind. I'm not kidding, I was... I read, I think, like, 200 pages yesterday. Uh-huh. Didn't feel like I did. Casual. Yeah. Um. I'm not a fast reader either, so, like, that takes a long time for me. And, like, no joke, that was, I realized it when I was going to bed last night, how many pages I read. No. Yeah. Because I was reading it slowly, because it was scary. Yeah, so, that, the incident happened, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, this is not just what I thought it was. And then I think stuff started to fall into place. I don't think I necessarily, like, called it, but when things were revealed, I was like, oh, this makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. And also, like, okay, here we are. Um, this is what's happening. Yeah. Fuck. Um, so it definitely had some good twists and turns. It was a good, it was a good um, spooky season. The thing I, like, liked, but then also... Because I'm, like, so... I read really quickly. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I just, like... Will Miss my, something. Well, my brain will, like, go and be like, all right, let's just skim the page to yeah. get the general idea. Because um, I just, like... It's like I'm reading fast, and then I just, like... It just... I can't stop myself, and then I'm reading too fast. So I have yeah. to, like, pull myself back and be like, no, slow down, read the words. Um, there was, like, a couple instances where I was doing that, and then I would, like, suddenly... We were, like, in a different entirely different like scene or like different environment or like something was happening because there's like a lot of moments where like um mars is like kind of like slipping in and out of like reality reality and there's like dream sequences that don't feel like dream sequences but then maybe they aren't dream sequences maybe Mm -hmm. they're actually happening and it's like very like kind of like it's it's very like surreal a lot of like what's happening so i would like have to go back and be like wait is this happening or is this not happening? That I would re- go back, reread, mm. read all of the words in order just, and, yeah. and understand them and then go, wait, is this happening or is it not happening? Yeah, so, no. Like, so, it, it wasn't happen, just me. No, it would, it, would ha- it would happen 
I think quickly because it would be like him and Wyatt just yeah. like walking. Yeah. And, and then he would just like disassociate. And yeah, he was <laughs> truly. And I think when you're experiencing grief, that does happen. Sure. You just kind of phase in and out of like what's happening, especially if it's like, I don't, I can't afford to. Mm-hmm. And I think that specifically when it was happening to Mars. Mm-hmm. And he would just, like, wake up somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that did I just is- walk halfway across the woods? Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of that. Yeah. Did I swim through the lake? Like, what? Did I eat this whole cake? <laughs> it's, oh. it's that scene in Never Been Kissed where mm. she accidentally eats, like, an entire <laughs> pot brownie. And then is so, oh, so reminds yeah. She's, like, on the phone with her brother eating the pie in her mm. fridge. And then mid-sentence is like... Who eat my pie? She's like still holding the fork. <laughs> yeah. like, is that? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. No, it was good, but I think that like really helped a lot because it set an atmosphere, but then also like my brain stopped working. Hold on. <laughs> are you? Are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> are you entering the lease? I'm hearing buzzing. <laughs> oh no! Um, it's Ryan Lasala climbing up the building. Thank God. I think so. I think like. The like kind of like phasing in in and out of reality to set like a really good tone for kind of like how the buildup was because mm-hmm. you hit a point where you're like clearly in more of like like not like, supernatural I guess yeah like or like um it starts veering into like is this actually more supernatural than like teen girl killers yeah um and how much of this is Mars imagining. Is it actually happening because of obviously like what happened or like, is it just like teen boys playing like tricks on him? Right. Because there are some moments that are like very much that, but it does really make like more towards the climax of the book really work really well because you kind of have that moment of like, well, no, it's just a dream because the other things are dreams. Yeah. And then you will like try to wake up and you're like, oh, it's not a dream this time. Oh, this is happening. Oh, yeah. shit. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's very like, oh, I can't wake up because I, yeah. I, I wasn't asleep. And I think I think the thing is like, Rylan's, like Reverie was very surreal. Yeah. And that was written really well in a way that like it was meant to be surreal, but also happening to them at the same time. Uh-huh. Um, I think um, that's kind of like how this book happened because a lot of it it's like oh this is so surreal i wonder if it's happening and then it's like well it is but also it's not but mm-hmm. is it and it's just like a back and it's ping-ponging between the two things and i think ryan is really good at doing that mm-hmm. uh and it's it's very evident because his, his first and so far last books have been able to do it really well yeah um in a way that i'm like wait what did I just read? Like, what did I just read? What just happened? When did we get here? Who ate my pie? Who ate my pie? Um, I think, again, so there are certain quotes in this book. Um, I keep saying it to Sophie, where someone... Uh, Mars is, I think, fencing with uh-huh. their bully. Their name is Callum, I think it is. Yeah. What kind of fucking name is that? It's the name for, like, a rich boy or the, like, competitive love interest in, like, uh, rom-com. That's true, yeah. It's very, like, you're not supposed to root for anyone whose name is Kellum. No. No joke. 
Callum is like, says something about like Mars being a little bitch. And Mars is like, I'm not a little bitch. I'm a big bitch. And I'm not kidding. How dare you, Ryan? I want to be that cool. I believe that that is the thing that Ryan has said in his life. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure Um, some street dude called him a little bitch and he said, I'm not a little bitch. I'm a big bitch. Yeah. And then crushed him with his arms. Thank God. Yeah, I'm assuming. Yeah, correct. But like, the way that like certain drags slash reads act like just activated me in Uh such a way that I was like, fuck, this is funny. Yeah. Like. That would be perfect in a TV show. Uh-huh. And also, like, some of this being very, like, um, Jennifer's body. Yeah. I, I always accidentally say Megan's body, because I'm thinking of Megan Fox being in the movie. Yeah. Um, there are certain lines in the book that are very much like that. Um, and Literally I, pulled from yeah, Jennifer's body. Yeah. yeah, and I think uh, I, <laughs> Ryan has been making TikToks about it. Um, and tweets about it because Diablo Cody, I think, got wind of this book. Uh-huh. And um, Ryan posted a picture of a little chicken McNugget that has a witch's hat that uh-huh. comes off. The hat coming off, and it says, the person that like heavily inspired this book uh-huh. um, wants to talk to me. And it's just like this this wigless chicken McNugget. No. Um, I think because I when I first watched that movie, I was like, oh, this is fun and campy. That's it. Yeah. Um, but as an adult, I'm like, this is heavily, this is just queer. This is it. Yeah. Um, I, I was trying to figure out like where I saw those tweets and I was like, okay, where in the book is it? Uh-huh. I'm like waiting for it. Is it something like specific or is it like the whole thing? Cause I was getting, like you had said, like kind of like pretty little liars in terms of like little girl click. Yeah, the vibe um, at the beginning is very yeah, like private school like mm-hmm. group of girls who have like a weird ominous energy. For yeah, some reason. for some reason this group of girls, um, and I'm like, okay, I want like, do the adults know what's going on? And they're just like, oh no, we just let the girls be out there and be weird. Uh huh. Like, is there something going on? Are they threatened by the honeys? Because the camp counselors are like very direct with Mars until Mars is like. If you fuck with me, uh-huh. it's over for you, bitches. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, where like where do the adults play into this? Because the adults are either in books like this or movies like this. They're either all in or all out. Yeah. And I felt like they were like hovering between the two. Uh-huh. Because it was like, I, you, they would have to exist in it. Yeah. They, like, came in at the right times, I would say. Oh, okay, yeah. Because they're at a summer camp and they're children. They still need to be, like, you know, like, supervised. Sure. Um, I was curious if they knew what was going on at the camp or not. Uh-huh. Or if it was them. Uh-huh. And I was surprised. Yeah. By the, just the overall ending in general. I don't want to talk about it because it's spoilers. It is. But, um, je agree. Je, je, je agree. Je agree. Uh, I think it had, like, a good twist and turn, and, the, like, tension was there. Oh, my God, end. yeah. How did you feel about Wyatt? He was fine. He was kind of, like, uh, I feel like he was there to be put in danger. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hot boys put in danger. Yeah, it was, though I do usually, like, in circumstances like this, I, I usually like the, the character that ends up, like, being somewhere just because they're trying to stop someone else from doing something like yeah. the first like the first time like Mars really like 
try like gets into biz, like a uh, nonsense. Yeah. Um, and he's like wandering. Does he go to the cabin by himself? I guess he goes to the cabin by himself, and what? <laughs> and like, why it just like follows him? Yeah, he's like, I'm supposed to be watching you. Like, make sure you don't get in, like. And he's like, okay, turn around. Yeah. And he never does. Yeah. I think that's like very fun to be like accidentally involved in uh, the chaos because you're just trying to like. Oops, I'm handcuffed to Stop someone else from doing something. But um, how how did you feel about why? So I didn't think that they're just based on this, but also at the same time, it's like a horror. So there has to, for some reason, be a love interest. No. I feel like that. I feel like that happens a lot. And it's like, oh, no. The love interest. I was thinking of Scream. I was yeah. like, oh no, the love interest is bad. So every time oh, Wyatt see, appeared. I didn't even think about that. He was so like. Mm-hmm. He was so out of the loop. I was like, there's no way he has any idea what's going on. Yeah. He's not that good of an actor. Well, like, and that's the thing. Like, he doesn't have the poker. He doesn't have a poker face. No. Um, oh. But, like, every time you popped up, I just kept thinking of Scream. Yeah. I think because, like, I've been seeing ads for the new, like, Ghostface thing that I was like, oh, maybe I'm just thinking of Scream a lot because of DVD. My Ghostface. My Ghostface. Um, but I feel like every time he popped up, I'm like, I don't know. Like, he just happens to, like, keep popping up, like, at the right time or, like, not doing enough when the boys are, like, bullying Mars. Yeah. And yeah, I was, he was very passive as a character. Yeah. So I was kind of wasn't sure like where to put him in yeah. like um, friend foe or neutral. Yeah, friend fo- like, foe or bo- booty call. Yeah. Well. Well, respectfully, I love that he had the like dual chrome eyes. Oh yeah, that <laughs> mm-hmm. was fun. That was yeah. cute. That was, was a like, little moment. Ooh, hello. Um, I didn't realize that when see do not steal. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I didn't realize that Wendy had that too. I don't think it's in. The, it's like runs revealed, in the family. No, no, no. But I don't think it was like revealed until later. Yeah, I think it's or revealed it at the end. That mentioned yeah. earlier. I didn't. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, I don't know how to read. Well, that's true. Um, <laughs> I forgot that cats taught you how to read. Yeah. Um, Shadow reads the book the last week. Well, I think I let the bees teach me how to read this week. Oh. Yeah. That um, interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have, um? Just checking. Yeah. For a friend. Yeah. You got any bees in your ears? <laughs> Don't smile like that. Don't smile like that. No, stop smiling. Um, if this is the last episode of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Not the evil laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Sophie's <laughs> fine. It's okay. Um, Sophie, do you mind leaving your window open tonight? I swear to God. <laughs> Do you have any calculators in your room that are... Absolutely not. Heavy and weighted? Oh, yeah, my fucking... No, you don't have a, a calculator in your room. G- you have DVDs, uh, not DVD, you have uh, Dragon Ball Z figurines I can kill you with. Yeah, I will fucking smash your skull with Bulma's ass. Please! I'm begging. <laughs> <laughs> Jumps up. Um, you know, I think, I'm not kidding, uh... I had such an enjoyable time reading this, and I think this is not like any of the other books that we've read. I also Agreed. think that Mars is not, again, as Ryan said, I don't think Mars was really like any of the other characters that we've read so far. He has, like, a little bit of main character syndrome, where he just, yeah. like, was very plucky. 
Mm-hmm. And I like, I gotta figure out, I gotta get to the bottom of this. Yeah. But like, you have to have that because then if you have like an apathetic character, like, what are they gonna do? They're just gonna be yeah. like, oh, that's interesting. Anyway, moving on with my life. I would so, rather have a plucky it? character than a person that's like, oh my god, I'm the chosen one and I'm the most plain woman on the planet and like, I have a specific smell that like the other like Collins think are really good. Like, I, that's exhausting. Oh, I thought you were talking about making fun of Katniss. No. I'm making fun of an insert any OC here. Insert any protagonist. Yeah, Yeah. no, I I agree. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I would say I would say that these kind of people don't exist in your life where they're like that have that kind of energy. Uh But I've met Ryan, so that... Yeah, Ryan absolutely... I think Mars would kill Ryan. Oh my, no. If they met in real life, it would be like one of those things where like the universe would collapse. Oh, probably. It's like, it's like it's, if you see your, your like doppelganger, yeah. like you travel through time and talk to your past self. What happens when two, like itself. two, um, colonies of bees meet each other? Do they try to kill each other? They just like hang out. I don't know. I feel like they try they to kill each other. They probably just like don't interact with each other. Hmm. Well, um, I'm so happy that Ryan got to include, finally, in this book, If a Spider Winks. Yeah. That was, that was really important to me. Um, because they've been tweeting about that since Reverie. So it's been, like, three or four years. Uh, And they finally put it into a book they were able to. That's nice. When When I saw it, I was like, oh my god. Oh my god, the tweet thread is happening. Because I remember him, he asked it multiple times. It's like, is it like if a dog wears pants? Yeah, like how do they wear it? Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those questions. Um, He's like proposed that like question on Twitter multiple times. Yeah. And I remember the last time he did it, he's like, okay, again, if a spider were to wink. What's the, what was the consensus? Do you know? I liked in this book why it said it's one eye very, like, secretively, Uh like a specific kind of wink. Yeah. And it becomes their thing. Like, question for you, and the person going, answer. Yeah. Love that. Love that when characters do that. That's my favorite thing to do. Every time it happened, in my brain, I went, now kiss. I truly think Mars was very enjoyable. Nev Campbell energy. Yeah. It's good energy to have. And I'm ecstatic that Ryan wrote this book. It was a good time. It, it was, was a fucked up. Time. It was a terrible time. I had a horrible time. I was really not enjoying parts of it in the best way. Complimentary. Um, very spooky and body horror that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. <laughs> After Bedazzled? After Bedazzled? What a twist. Yeah, truly. <laughs> Shit, dog. Ryan is an M. Night Shyamalan movie. <laughs> Fucking what a twist. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Truly. I had a great time. Um, I think this was truly a fantastic way to start, like, October off. Yeah. Because this was so... uh, Like, I knew it was going to be, like, horror, but I didn't realize that it was going to be this, like, level of it. Oh, yeah. I thought it was going to be, like, Scream Queens horror. Well, I had no idea, because I, I, like, truly didn't know what this book was about. I just knew that it was Ryan's new book, and yeah. you were like, okay, we're reading The Honeys for October, and I was like, we are? Yeah. I was like, why are we reading that for October? I don't Yeah, because it, it... I'm not kidding. When you, like, if you were to, like, look at this book, it doesn't necessarily, like, look scary, which is the point, I guess. It's, yeah. like, hiding in plain sight. 
Uh-huh. And then when you look, like, sometimes the darkest secrets lurk in broad daylight. Like, it it makes sense that this is lulling you into, like, a false sense of security. Yeah. And then, you know, the, the font, like, slowly gooping up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this was very imaginative. I think that's the thing about Ryan's work in general, is that the the big brain energy that Ryan has to create, like, worlds like this. Yeah. Like... It takes something that, like, we've, like, you and I, we've been to anime conventions, so, like, Bedazzled takes something like that, and it makes it this, like, grand thing that I could absolutely see happening. Right. Reverie takes, like, the idea of, like, multi-dimensions and, like, what happens with people's dreams and, like, what if someone kind of figured out how to harness dreams? Mm -hmm. Like, the power of, like, dreaming. Yeah. I think that was, like, a very interesting take on this. And this is, like, very much like a, the horror's... Of things that happen, you know, happening in broad daylight. Right. These girls being, you know, menacing in broad daylight with their, you know, all their pinkies laced together and being uh-huh. super cutesy and, like, highly effeminine. Never trust a feminine. <laughs> Never trust a woman. Never trust a woman. Yeah, um, for sure. No, I, I think Ryan does a very good job of taking, like, the idea of something that exists and then, like, fully blowing it up with a magnifying glass. And it's like... Yeah. Let's create something out of this. Yeah. It was fucking wild. Jiggery. Yeah. Jiggery. I don't think people picking this book up will be able to predict the ending. That's just, like, my thoughts. My thoughts there. No, yeah. I don't think, um... Because I don't... To the degree that it happened. Well, no. Yeah, no, but it's, like, a good mystery because it doesn't... Give you all the clues up front. Mm -hmm. But it also doesn't, doesn't do the annoying thing... Where, like, because sometimes... Gives you you nothing? Yeah, sometimes people give you nothing, and then they're like, oh, but it was actually this character that we didn't even introduce, who was... It was Spencer's twin sister, who's British! Yeah, just, like, full... Like, it's like, well, there's no way to have predicted that, because none of the information was brought forward or given to the reader or the, like, consumer thing. So it definitely does, like, a good job of being a mystery that's, like, you could figure it out if you, like, really think about it, but I don't think... I think you would have to at least get into the, like the meat of the book before you really got like all the pieces you needed yeah. for sure. I think in like the levels of it, like we're giving we're given some of the ending right at the beginning, right. now having finished it, right. And again, some of it is like, wait, did this happen or is this like surreal? Like, what's going on here? Is this the grief speaking? And um, it's got a lot of Hill House vibes. Yeah, in the best way. Yeah, God, um, I love the show. Truly, I think this was spectacular. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, like, I think that, w- I know we just watched that they slash them thing. That. Um, I'm. I forgot. Yeah. I wish I could I wish forget. I could forget. Um, honestly, I kind of wish this would, had been the thing that had been made into a movie first. Oh, for sure. Because this is so much scarier. It's, and better written. Yeah. Like, true, like, truly so good, not to bring that up with this, but I, I'm thinking just because it's, like, a, a camp situation. Yeah. Um, obviously, that's a conversion camp, and not this one. Yeah, I think, honestly, I think fans of horror will really appreciate this. I think fans of, like, campy books would appreciate this, but I would just be, like, I would be, like, hey, this book is scary. Yeah. Not in a way that's, like, I would say, like, don't read it. I'd be, like, this is scary. You should absolutely read it. Yeah. 
No, I think I would give. Um, I I think it, I I think I would give someone this book with the preface that there is like some body horror in it. Yeah, but not. Um, I don't think that spoils anything. No. Because that, that came out of nowhere. I was not expecting that. I was already thinking about that for the rest of my life, and um, we need to talk. Brian, I have some concerns about myself now that I've read that. Thank you. I'm scared. Yeah. Maybe we can um, send Brian a honeycomb troll bead. Wow, the sponsor of our podcast, Troll, troll Beads. <laughs> Are you looking for something fashionable, but also... Horrifying toll beads. Put them on your body. Put them in your ears. True cosmic horror troll beads. True cosmic horror troll beads. You got nothing on troll beads. Yeah, truly. All right. Well, honestly, go out and get yourself the honeys by Ryan Lasala. Yeah. Um, really good book. I think it was. This was just so fun to read, even though it was very scary. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have anything else to say that's not, like, full spoilers for, like, the ending. So, I have nothing else to say. Alright, cool. Um, this week we've been talking about The Honeys by Ryan LaSala. Go out and get this. Um, request at your local library. Go to an indie bookshop to pick it up. You can probably also get it at ryanlasala.com. What's his website? What's his thing? What's his jam? ryanlasala.gov <laughs> ryanlasala.cunt dot bees <laughs> dot bees <laughs> dot com backslash bees backslash bees um you can pick up this book also i'm assuming at ryanlasala.com um yeah go go read this book go be scared go be scared of the bees as you should be mm-hmm. my name is Ryan patrick that's sophie green and you've been listening to the super lit podcast sponsored by troll bees ah! <laughs> not that i wish troll bees <laughs> Speak to us. Bring in the outro bees. (laughs) Not the outro bees.